Okay, so we are back for another podcast, New Year 2023. We have two uh, new guests in the house. Um, Christian Conlon, we're going to sideline you for a second. We'll come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No problem. New uh, Conlon. New Conlon. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we'll footnote you, so we'll (laughs) we'll come back. Um, We have Matt LaRock with CIBC Mortgages um, in... uh, Today, we're going to be talking a lot about what is on everybody's minds, and that's interest rates, yeah. um, mortgage rates, and Welcome. kind of what's Thank going you. on. Yeah. Thank you, good sir. Um, okay, Christian, I'll come over to you really quick. So Christian Conlin, a uh, new real estate member on the team, just got his real estate license. Um, we'll be working with the team as of two weeks ago. That's right, yeah. You're uh, just a baby. Yeah, yeah, still still early, but eager, you know. Um, I couldn't be more thankful to to be on the old uh, Joe Conlon real estate team. I mean, it's been a warm welcome so far and just kind of looking forward to getting out of this slow slump we're in right now. But however, I am taking advantage of it. Um, just getting to learn the lay of the land and uh, I got some great uh, role models around me right now. So You have a good advantage, I think, um, coming into the industry on a team mm-hmm. because yeah. a lot of people don't get to experience that. I didn't, um, I mean, mm-hmm. I know, I think the rest of us didn't, right? Um, and uh, it's a it's a huge advantage because you have people around you that you can ask for help, but you also have people around you that are going to be willing to sort of um, give you things to do. Mm-hmm. As far as work is concerned, you're going to be able to learn at a faster pace. Mm-hmm. Because as I, I think we've mentioned before on the podcast, like this is a really lonely business if mm-hmm. you're doing it on your own, yeah. and uh, it, it it can kind of grind you down, especially in a market that we're in right now yeah. where it's yeah. kind of on a downward trend. And um, I think a lot of new agents are going to, you know, have sort of a reality check, yeah. especially the ones on their own. Yeah. You've, you've got an advantage because you've got an established good, name. Yeah. You've got yeah. an established yeah. name. That's, yeah. that's true. Um, and you've got Joe to lean on. You've got me to lean on. You've got the whole team to yeah. lean on. And that's, um, and that's huge. Right. The other advantage in the down market too, I think coming in now is, you're going to be able to learn how to do things the right way, right? The mm-hmm. last few years, deals have been kind of coming out from from everywhere, right? But now you're really going to be able to learn how to prospect, you know, make your calls and really develop business. So I think it's a great time to join. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Coming into the new year, um, Matt, I'm going to switch this over. You, a lot of a lot of our clients are asking us what's going on, what's kind of what's the lay of the land as far as what we're seeing coming into 2023. Yeah. What can people expect? Obviously, there's a lot of unknowns, including yourselves in the Bank of Canada does keep things very tight lipped on what their future plans are. Rumor is maybe another quarter percent hike uh, January 25th. Is that what it is? You got it. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. That's the rumor. More than likely another another small increase. If you would have asked me a couple months ago, um, I probably would have said no, I I wouldn't have thought that would have been the case. But but that's probably the position the situation we're in now. That's essentially what we're looking at. And then longer term, you know, that hopefully is is kind of the final one. And we're going to start seeing rates trend downwards Q2, Q3, Q4 towards the end of the year. Well, I know that in the last hike that we had in December, the rates like the overnight rate went up, but but some of the fixed rates at the bank actually went down. Right. Yeah. We're, we're in a really unique situation right now because so typically when you've got a you know let's say a variable rate and a fixed rate right um variable rate inherently it's a little bit riskier so it it should be cheaper than a fixed rate because you're being compensated for taking that risk of the interest rate going up and down right 
right now it's it's the inverse the variable rates are actually more expensive than the fixed rates so what that's indicating to me is we the kind of the writings on the wall the the variable rates they've got to come down in the coming months um in the later quarters of the year it's just a matter of when and, and like joe alluded to the bank of canada is extremely tight-lipped and no one knows when right and I see a few positives. Um, it, correct me if I'm wrong. The one, two-year rates are more expensive right now than the five-year. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Which is also so also the reverse. Very odd. Shows, yeah. Shows that the the banks are factoring in the fact that they expect rates to also be cheaper again in the future. That's so correct. That's kind of like maybe a little tell um, by the Bank of Canada that rates are expected to be lower. Absolutely. Um, and then the same with the variable rates. Is the is the inflation cheaper. rate on the way down still? Like, is it? Is that because I assume that's why they're still planning on doing another rate hike, right? Is they still want to tame inflation a little bit more? Yeah, I think I think it comes down to that, and I know there's some other factors. I didn't see the late the latest inflationary data, but um, I know actually it was supposed to come out this morning, I think, for Canada at least. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. Well, I guess we'll find out shortly, but I know there's that, and then of course there's there's some other factors too. I know recently there was some really good news with some job growth, right? So that obviously spurred yep. the talk of hey, maybe the rates are gonna, you know, jump up another quarter point or a half point, whatever it might be. Well, in the quarter, if it only ends up being a quarter, yeah, um, that should give consumer confidence because that will yeah. be the lowest rate hike to date since the beginning of this yeah. this increase right because what's the lowest is 0.5 yeah so 0.5s 0.75s ones and then now you're down to a quarter that may show we're on trend to starting to ease starting to stabilize yeah, right? so even if it's a quarter percent that's still something where do you see that interest rate really kind of stabilizing and staying though that's the question yeah so like if we if we look at a fixed rate right and and i think perspective is really important here in the sense of you look back at the last few years, I think everyone got used to the interest rates being the twos, mm -hmm. right? And even the threes. But if you look kind of over the history in the course of time, even even when rates are in the, f the mid to high fours, that's not a terrible interest rate, right. right? Right now, we're kind of in the mid to higher fives on the, on the fixed rate side of mm -hmm. things. Yep. Where are they going to settle? Of course, no one knows. I'm kind of hopeful around the that four and a half to 5% range. I think that's where... Things are healthy. Things are healthy. Yeah. People can feel good, and mm -hmm. it doesn't feel like, oh my God, I'm paying an arm and a leg on on the interest side of yeah. things. I'm actually hitting the principal a little bit on my mortgage and things like that. So that's where I'm hopeful we kind of get back to. Yeah. And to your point, that's a great term to use. I think that's like a healthy. That's yeah. a healthy number. Yeah. So you think when they start to ease back, it's most likely going to, they're aiming probably for the fours. Obviously, if the economy starts doing really poorly, they may have to bring it back lower, but we'll yeah. have to wait and see. Yeah, yeah. And, and again, like you know, I, I've, I've told so many families and clients this because one of the top questions I get is, is that, right? What do you think is going to happen with the rates? Um, and, and we've all seen no one can predict interest rates. That's just the truth, right. right? We've seen that over the course of the past year. No one could have predicted what's happened. So that's again that's what i'm hopeful for because i think it's healthy and i think that's going to get us back on track and, and give some consumer confidence you know overall yeah. in the housing market yeah i agree um and i i do think this time of year is historically slow yeah um however we're seeing things slower than normal which is showing that everyone's kind of got the brakes everybody's playing the wait and see method right um we're gonna have to see kind of in the coming weeks how things start to gear up for the spring 
I personally like looking at the clients I have in my in my database looking for this spring and the clients um, from other colleagues in the industry talking to them it sounds like there's like six months of buyers locked locked and loaded yeah I have a feeling we're a bit in the eye of the storm here mm-hmm. Windsor's an anomaly a little bit we're, we're always the hardest to get hit but the quickest to come out right um, and I mean we were going so gangbusters and this this issue right now isn't a Windsor issue. This is a global issue and it's being manipulated by interest rates going up, obviously affordability coming down. But I do think we're not looking at the fact that there's still a supply issue here. Yeah. Um, there's still a major supply issue and the demands and the, um, the goals that we're setting, uh, that the Canadian government is setting I think are unrealistic and they're not going to be reached. I read an article the other day that talked about the supply issue a little bit and it, it's a labor issue. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean the supply, what they were thinking might happen when these rates really started to go up was they thought maybe there would be this massive sell off, right? Mm -hmm. People who couldn't afford their homes anymore because they got locked in at like a one and a half percent, 2% interest rate. And now they're coming up for renewal and they thought maybe there would they would see this massive sell-off and they're not seeing that right Right. and that was really one of the only things that was going to immediately help the supply issue was Mm -hmm. was getting a flood of homes on the market because we can't build fast enough no Mm -hmm. we don't we can't get plans drawn up and and things approved and and builders building things that's the only way that we can really solve a supply issue and we haven't seen that happen yet. so looking looking at our systems historically now most new builds tend to go through realtor.ca through real estate agents. So when I look in new or to be built in Windsor, Essex over the last 10 years, um, there was about 3000 and change house, new housings, new houses. Okay. Um, they're asking Windsor to have a quota of like 3000 per year. Mm -hmm. Right. And uh, we've, we've accomplished that in like a decade. Um, now (laughs) they need to cut a lot of the red tape out, which it looks like they're trying to do. Mm -hmm. But the problem I see is builders have acquired a lot of their land recently for very expensive fees. And, and then on top of that, the cost of building and materials is up. So I builders are in a tough spot that what it's going to cost them to build a house and what those houses are selling for right now, because affordability is down. So I'm wondering if a lot of these projects are going to have to be sidelined, which Mm -hmm. is now pushing on new construction even further. Mm -hmm. Then you have the labor issue. Um, we have more jobs coming to the city than we can even build because of other, other outside sources, third party factories and things coming. We have major infrastructure such as the bridge, as well as Detroit ramping up a lot of investments over there. On top of that, we have future hospitals, which is going to attract a lot of the baby boomer generation to come here. On top of that, the baby boomer generation is holding their houses longer than generations before them, and they own a very large share of the real estate out in Canada. Right. So on all these factors, <laughs> I think we're going to be in a big supply issue for a long time. And we came from a very competitive market to kind of our we were strong armed into this, this market we're currently in, but now we're accumulating buyers every month that aren't buying and holding off. So now we're gonna have six months of buyers. And as soon as consumer confidence even shows a sliver of competition or aggressiveness, I think everybody's going to panic and rush to the, the gates yeah. again. And, and you can I think see that happen, see not just in the real estate sector too, right? I mean, you look at the stock market and look at things that are, that are coming back. Yeah. Cryptocurrencies are coming back up. Consumer confidence is, a, is at the root of that, right? So you're starting to see those things rise again. And that's kind of a telltale sign when you look at the yeah. real estate market too, that 
as soon as that confidence is higher, people will start to put their money back into this um, this industry. They and will. it's not going to take much to, to flip the confidence, right? Like Joe mentioned earlier, maybe even a, a quarter point as opposed to a half point hike or just kind of holding steady in the coming months. Yep. That's going to give consumers confidence to say, hey, let's get out there. And, and, and really people need to move, it, right? right? People always need to move. Yeah. That's the thing, right? And, you know, people would always rather own than, than rent if they can make it possibly happen. So that's right. I mean, that's why we're here. There's yeah. there's a quote I'm trying to find. I think it's a Warren Buffett quote. Mm-hmm. And it's something about uh, buying real estate is not only the... No, it's something about um, real, real estate, estate is, is the, the only... Yeah. yeah, is the only thing that goes for, on sale that nobody wants to buy. Right. Market's it's a right. perfect example and this that. And everybody, nobody wants to buy it when it goes on sale. And it's it's kind of the wrong mindset. And... I, I wanted to pull up on a calculator like houses six seven plus months ago mm-hmm. were significantly higher yes with low interest rates now they're significantly lower with high interest rates so the monthly fees may not change much but but your what, down payment changes i was just gonna say yeah yeah you're, 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 you're cap- that's right yeah your cost of capital changes which yes. is huge right and that's especially for investors a lot mm-hmm. of times that's the sticking point right, right. is where do it where do it obtain the capital from even if they have it available you don't want to pull it from your investments potentially right. and take the tax hit or you don't want to pull it from like registered investments and lose the, that contribution room yeah. so um and now you know with prices coming down a little bit there's a little bit of a leverage issue where you can't you know you're going up to 80 percent, but the values have come down so you can't pull out quite as much right. so i i think you hit the nail on the head steve it's like it's the, it's really the it's the capital issue the monthly payments might be the same but Again, this is a great opportunity. If you can access the capital, you're, it's not costing you as much on a down payment. Exactly. The payments are the same, and then yeah. hopefully well, in the future the price. The way is I look at it, and we've been we've been saying this. I don't know where the quote came from, but it's it's what you you marry. What is it? You marry the the mortgage, or marry the home, and date the Joe's interest. Just terrible rate. with quotes. No, I am. I, I am. <laughs> no, yeah, but but, the, but it's like you yeah, marry the house, you date yeah. the rate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, um, yeah. It's a and, great point. But it's. What would you rather have? Honestly, the interest rates, we already see signs that yeah. it's expected to come down. Right. I would much rather buying a house for 200000 cheaper and yes. take on the interest rate that's only temporary than to that's buy correct. the home for 200000 more. Plus, you're buying a house for $200,000 cheaper already knowing the potential of what Windsor can do. Right. We already know a $400,000 house can be a $600,000 house. We've already proven it. Mm-hmm. It's only a matter of time where we get back there. I think our team has seen way less first-time home buyers during this type of market yeah. than we've ever seen before. That's true. And that's an I... interesting that's an interesting thing because as the prices are coming down, I know yeah. the interest rates are going up, but it's getting cheaper for people yeah. to Yeah. So why why is market. that I wonder though? Because it's it's fear. Yeah. It's fear and and it's it's not only fear it's it's people don't want to like we spoke about just before we started this yeah. podcast people don't want to feel like they bought when it was higher than it's going to well, be. Well fear and priced out because you have to remember your $600,000 buyers are now your four your four are now well, true. your two and your your first time home buyers have been kind of knocked out unless they have the luxury of having a co-signer or something along those right. lines because really our three to five hundred thousand dollar buyers right now are our six to seven hundred thousand right. dollar buyers. Yeah. But I would say, you know, it's bit. gotten as far as down payments and, and things like that cost capital is concerned, mm-hmm. first time home buyers are also in a better position. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? You don't have to save as much. If you only need five percent down, right. Mm-hmm. Well your five percent is less now than right. it ever was. If you can carry, I think like Joe said, like those one to two year rates, if you have the 
opportunity to carry those rates for the one or two years. You can change your mortgage rate. You can't change the what value you bought of your the credit, house for. Right. So right. if you if you get it for you know less than than what we saw a few months ago, that's something that you can look back on and be like, man, what a great decision. It was a hard one, and that's totally understandable when you're looking at these yeah. rates. It's intimidating. It's fear, like you said, right? Yeah. But at the end of the day, you you don't want to get caught, you know, consistently waiting for the market to be at that point that's where it's the, like the timing, I got it. You can't time the market. No, you, yeah. you really can't. You can't. If if you could, we'd all be really stinking rich. Yeah, yeah. we would. All of us would yeah. be. You can't. You can't try to play the game of timing the market. What you have to do is kind of you know, take as much advice from professionals that are out there as possible and then make an informed decision based on that. Absolutely. And another question that I get all the time is, you know, Matt, when's the best time to buy a house? My answer is the same all the time. As soon as you're ready. Right. Right. It's as soon as you're ready, because to your point, you can't time the market. And when you're ready, especially if you're renting, Mm -hmm. you know, as opposed to paying someone else's mortgage, let's get you paying your own and putting your own equity into your own place. right? Right. So I think that's that's never going to be a bad investment. You know, it's never going to be a bad investment. I I have a a certain mindset to the way the market is right now. And what you just said, the timing, the timing is kind of always now. Um, And there was another real estate agent I was messaging yesterday and he kind of led on to the same thing. And that's we can never time the bottom. And by the time you realize you're at the bottom, you're already on the way up and now you're in a competitive market. So you're better off buying when you know you're on your way down because you know on a historical level over the next year or so you're whether it's the bottom or not you know you're somewhere near the bottom we yeah. can see it we can feel it we see the the bank easing we see um, the inflation rates are starting to come down we're starting to see we're getting close to a spring market everything's starting to align that we may see a little bit of a recovery uh, a lot of analysts are su- suggesting the second half of this year is going to be better so if we see that we're getting close to the bottom and you buy right now you may not be at the exact bottom but you're at the bottom ish right and right. the problem is once you realize you're at the bottom you've already passed the bottom and then all of a sudden there's three thousand more buyers on the market Correct. and it's just super competitive and you didn't get the deal you could Yeah, and then have. we go back to multiple, yeah. multiple offers and holding offers for a week and, you know. So I did find the announcement. I did find the announcement here. CBC did announce this morning. Um, uh, so December, Yeah, de- December showed inflation rate slows to 6.3. Uh, Canada's annual inflation rate cooled to 6.3 in December, its lowest level since February of last year. So um, we've gone back almost an entire year um, oh. to where we were. So this is, this is big. Um, yeah, I expect you'll see, you'll see the stock markets react, um, positively to this. The average gasoline price across Canada is now only 3% higher than it was at this time last year. Um, so these are all positive signs. I think this is also going to be positive in the fact that this is what the bank of Canada is going to be looking at when it comes to their rate decreases right. or increases. Um, so this may had, had it gone up, or had it stayed the same, we may see a 0.5 increase in March or right. are in uh, at the end of this month and then another one in March, Correct. which I think is set up for early March. Correct. Um, yeah. But now this may actually make it a quarter and maybe nothing in March. So yeah. um, as long as we keep trending in that direction. So this is all good news, even though we're in kind of weird, um, uncertain times. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, it, this is actually normal for some point. Like seeing some sort of decrease every 10 years or yeah. so is actually a normal cycle. Um, the only thing that's a little bit unnormal about this is due to the inflation rates and COVID and the things that had happened that caused this. 
Um, so that's uncharted waters that we're in a little bit, yeah. in my opinion. I've been watching little the little videos that you make, um, Mortgages with Matt, right? Is you that got what, it. Yeah. You got yeah. it, yeah. Um, and, and so, love it. you know, some of the stuff that you're saying is really, really helpful for people. So if you haven't checked out Mortgages with Matt, check it out. That's, that's his you. socials. But um, maybe you can speak a little bit to... Um, some of the things, just the little things that people can do to help them prepare to get a mortgage or especially in this kind of a trying time right now with interest rates the way that they are? Yeah, it's a great question. So, you know, our team, we're reaching out to our clients and what we like to do is something called an annual mortgage review and reaching out to our families. And one of the common themes we're seeing, we see it every year and I think we can all relate to it is, you know, the holidays come and they're kind of overblown, right? Like we, we all, we can admit, we all go a little bit crazy. We all spend a little bit too much money. We all buy a little bit too much. Drink too much. Yeah, yeah all, all the good <laughs> stuff, right? And we get to January and February and the credit card statements start coming in. It's like, oh, I spent a little more than I expected. Now's a great time to reassess and, and look at your budget, right? Yeah. If you can sit down and really truly understand where your money's going every month, it's gonna it's gonna make a huge difference because I think too often we we get comfortable and the money comes in the money goes out and we're just kind of we're comfortable right but do we really know where the money's going out to so mm-hmm. if you if you just take a quick scan of your bank account your credit card statement whatever it might be it doesn't have to be big ticket items it can be an accumulation of smaller things that's going to make a big difference every month so that's really a common theme that we've seen with our clients and one of the best ways to kind of consolidate higher interest debt so your credit cards your lines of credit even sometimes car loans you roll that back into the mortgage if you have some room and you can really like smooth out your cash flow and put yourself in a position financially where you know for example like for you guys with the with the new one like if you want to set up an RESP but it seems you know an extra two three hundred bucks a month might be a little bit tight well it, it, I can promise you it can be easy to find an extra couple hundred bucks yeah. a month if you make some small adjustments and changes and sacrifices, right? So Maybe even more. Yeah. Especially over the last few years, everyone's got so used to spending oh, you can. money. Oh, my we, God. Joe and I just met with, with um, a couple of our clients um, looking to potentially buy and sell this year. And, yep. and uh, one of the things that they're doing right now is they're, 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 they've doubled their mortgage payment just voluntarily yeah. to see if, they actually they can, feel it, right? Yeah. See if they feel it. See what what that feels like. And they and they did that. What you're just saying. They went through their budget and they said, "My God, look at how much money we're spending yeah. on skip yeah. the dishes." Yeah. Right. You know, like maybe we can just grocery shop a little bit more. Yeah. And, right. Yeah. So we're creatures of habit, things. and and I love that because you double up that mortgage payment, or even increase it 100 to 200 bucks a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It helps. It goes towards the principal, but you're not going to miss the money, right? Because then you just adjust your lifestyle to this is how much I've left. Yes. Right? And that's yeah. exactly, <clears throat> I love that when we were, cause I sat in on that. I was lucky yeah. enough to kind of get to some, some insight into that. And the way your client phrased it was it's an investment. And I love that he looked at it like that. Yeah. It's exactly what you just said. Yeah. It's value in right. That although you're, you're not losing that money, you're putting it in a place in which it's going to be protected. It's going to be held safe right. into a property. Right. Right. Yeah. So I love the way they kind of had that outlook because I was like, I've never thought of well, it's like, like a savings myself, account, basically right? yeah. like they're putting mm-hmm. that extra like equity payment into their home. Exactly. That money's right. not disappearing. It's no. not, yeah. it's not like rent. Yeah. Right. That money's not just going to a, 
a frivolous yeah. landlord. It's going into the equity of your home, and you still yeah. have that money, really, for all intents and purposes. That's right. It's yeah, still there. Do. I mean, there's exactly. so many options. I mean, the, the stock market's super cheap right now. Historically, we know it's going to probably rebound in the next year or so. Mm-hmm. Um, so paying off your mortgage or making an investment um, through your bank to then grow wealth to pay off your mortgage or whatever way you want to go about it. Absolutely. There's, saving money is the key in these coming months. Yeah. Um, and you don't lose money as long as you're not spending as much, right? Um, yeah. We just have to make adjustments. But it's tedious work to open yeah. up your books and to like look through it. And then what I found is you can't just cut one thing out. No, if you no. cut one thing out, it doesn't always do a dent. You almost have to cut a couple things out right. to actually accumulate some sort of dent into the into your wallet. If you cut yeah. out the coffee every morning, it's not going to make a big difference. No, no. It, it's got to be the coffee. You save sixty dollars this month, which is a good amount. But if you do that plus three others, and for those right. of you out there that smoke, just stop smoking. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really expensive thing for you to do. Stop it. Yeah easy no (laughs) start huffing gasoline (laughs) (laughs) maybe don't do that don't take that advice that's you made a good point like it can be a tedious thing right and even matt when we spoke the other day about this that i think it's it's not an easy thing to go into your bank statements and look at those habits because it's things that you ultimately don't want to face you don't want to change right you don't want to remove your morning coffee because I know for myself, I love, you know, who doesn't like coffee in the morning, right? But at the end of the day, it's those little changes that do accumulate. But I think that it's just a matter of starting and just, and just kind of looking it in the face and kind of recognizing that, Hey, these are the changes I need to make. Right. Like, let me just start with this. Small it is thing. that fear, that fear barrier though. It's like not going to the doctor for 10 years. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. you just like, I don't want to go <laughs> yeah. anymore. Cause yeah. I'm going to yeah. find out I'm all fine. this bad stuff exactly. that I don't want to hear. And that's yeah. the same thing. You, you don't want to you don't want to pay the piper. You don't want to, yeah. you don't, you don't <laughs> right. want to, you don't want to look it in the face. Right. It's a but, vulnerable but thing it doesn't, to do. It doesn't yeah. change it. Yeah. Not looking at it. doesn't change the way that it is. Right. It's actually toxic to not, to not look it in the face, but it's human nature. We, we try to avoid the uncomfortable. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, budgeting is going to be huge. Um, that's, that was a great, I never even thought of the fact that doing an annual mortgage review to actually look at, okay, where, where's my mortgage at? Where can I make some adjustments to even temporarily? Like I'm sure even if you were to refi, um, to a line of credit, a secured line of credit, right? Just to have security funds there temporarily, yeah. Just to know that that's that's something that you can have in case you come into hot water. We don't know the way this market's going to trend, exactly. And as things start to go in a bad direction, the banks may be less likely to refi a property um, when the markets. If if your price were to go down, so correct. If you refi now, um, it gives you a little bit more security to have locked and loaded. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it's yeah. You you hit all the points. It's it's absolutely true. Even on the line of credit piece, like we always say, you should have access to some funds or at least have some funds and savings to be able to weather the storm for just in know, case, mm-hmm. just in case, right? For at least six months, right? They mm-hmm. usually say like six months of earnings. You should kind of have set aside or at least have access to to weather the storm. So, and and to your point, with prices potentially going down, now you can't tap into quite as much equity. So mm-hmm. there's no time like now to to kind of get in do a review. I talked to a family the other day and we just kind of, we had a high level conversation, gathered some information, did a deep dive. We're refinancing them. We're going to free up 900 bucks a month. That's huge. It's a big deal for a family. That's huge. Yeah. Like that's, you know what I mean? Like that's like another two car payments. Right. right? So like 900 bucks a month. And again, through this annual mortgage review, because that's a lot 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 of money. And you think like we got investments, right? And 
you have an invest an annual investment review. You sit down with your advisor and like this is how your investments have done. Well, our biggest investment for a lot of us is in our mortgage, but for some reason we don't think of doing an annual mortgage review. That's true mm-hmm. too. That's really something that we should be reviewing on an annual basis. Say, hey, am I still in the right product? Um, does the solution still work for me? Maybe if you're in a variable rate, is is that still something you want to hang on to? Do you want to maybe convert right. things like that? Well, so a lot, a lot of people I don't think, including myself realize their renewals are even coming up yeah so there there are a lot of people that are pre-approved or um locked in on a rate that's say 1.2 point whatever yeah and their renewal is coming up two months from now they have no idea it's 2023 they're, they're not preparing for yeah. it i have one coming up at the end of this month and i'm trying to ignore it because i'm just yeah. busy but this is the reality i mean there's a lot of people that have maybe another thousand dollars like five five to five hundred to a thousand dollars in mortgage payments coming up Mm -hmm. in may and don't even realize it yeah Mm -hmm. so they need to start making adjustments now or else they're going to wake up in a world of hurt it's true i i'm I'm guilty of this like i'm still having a hard time right writing 2023 like it almost doesn't feel like 2023 yet but that goes to your point if your mortgage is coming up for renewal in 2023 we're here this is 2023 i'm not ready to leave 2022 yeah it's it's 2022 was a good year yeah. Good time. Three of us had babies in 2022. Holy shit. That's crazy. <laughs> that, and you, and so you are a baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. he, he grew his first hair. He got, <laughs> well, you had, okay, so you had Jack when? May, April. May. <laughs> really? May. May. Put him on the spot. <laughs> now I'm May. thinking, I'm like, okay. so yeah. he's the oldest. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then Sun, Sunny was July 13th. Sunny was July 13th. And then Avery, my daughter, was yeah. November 11th. I'm trying to remember the day. May 20. <laughs> Your wife's going to hate yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. May something. May 22nd, sec- 1st, 2nd, somewhere in there. Yeah. yeah. In what that a, range. What a crazy yeah. year. Well, for the two of us, that, that's your third, right? Mm-hmm. Jack's your third for, mm-hmm. for us. He's a vet. First boy. First time, yeah. First, first boy. Time. That's you your first boy. Oh, yeah. That's true. My oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> we're, um, yeah, we're in the thick of it. I get to, I look at you guys and I see like, the things that I'm gonna have to go through because you're mm-hmm. at six months yep. now, right? Well, and I look older at... than you, and you're you got years on me, so uh, <laughs> you're in trouble, buddy. <laughs> yeah, no, it's been it's been a crazy crazy ride for that's for sure. I'm kind of glad for me that it happened like in this a little bit of a slower period, mm-hmm. like November, yeah. December, January, where things really slowed down, and it's an extra slow year. So I've gotten to spend like a little bit more time with her than I probably would have if I would have had her in the spring. Really oh, get yourself sure. into the groove and get into yeah, the exactly. new routine, right? Yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Once once the market does pick up, you'll have more of sleeping schedules and routine yeah. and yeah. you won't be a noob as much anymore. You'll kind of know yeah. what the... You'll be able to hold the phone and hold the baby. Yeah. And juggle. <laughs> I'm pretty yeah. good at that already. Yeah. We're, taking her, we're taking her on her first flight next week. Oh, shoot. Yeah, because my dad... We have to go visit my family out in Saskatchewan. Nice. My dad hasn't met her because he, he, he's um, too sick to fly at this point. So okay. um, so we got to get her on the plane. And we're just, we have this carrier, this like front carrier oh, yeah. thing. And she will, not, she will not go in that. She is oh, like, she, doesn't like she loses her mind when really? we're in that. So we're trying to figure out like, what's the smartest way to take her through the airport? They change though. Like who knows? By next week, she maybe, might love it. Maybe. Yeah. We're trying to figure it out though. Like do we then just bring the car seat and the stroller? And like, take her through in the car seat because they'll they'll check all that stuff for you at the gate. Right. We'd rather not I'm have pretty, that. But I'm pretty sure you can bring car seats on the plane. 
Yeah, except yeah. we don't have an extra seat. The extra seat. We yeah, have. you have to pay the extra yeah. seat. I think to yeah. do that, but oh, you can okay. just hold the baby on the plane. Yeah, which yeah. is what which is what we're gonna do. But you're just thinking traveling through I'm the. I'm just airport. thinking like just the whole because yeah. because another thing too is like there's no direct flights out of Windsor to Regina, obviously, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So we're we're driving to Toronto because it makes way more sense for us to do that than. See, I'm jealous. Take because a plane Windsor from Windsor to Toronto. 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 Yeah. Yeah. We're planning a few trips. We're thinking of doing like maybe a Florida trip in yeah. the, in the coming month or two. And then and we, we have a trip um, out east to Halifax um, in August. Nice. And we both those trips were bringing all three kids. Yeah. So my first time traveling with the kids is going to be three. No. So <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not learning with the first one. Yeah. I'm learning with three. Have, have Nora and Charlotte not been on a plane? No. Oh no, because basically since COVID, so Nora was born. Oh, yeah. She was young, and then we had Charlotte, and then we always had a baby that was a little young. It wasn't worth to pay the trip to go do something with a baby that young. Oh, wow. Then COVID hit, and then Jack was born. Kept getting so delayed. we just kept getting delayed. Yeah. yeah. So we, we just haven't. Wow. We've done trips. And your never. family's here. You Both of your families are here right so, so that makes yeah so all our trips have been like uh we've driven to florida or yeah. we've done other trips like yeah. that but um we've we have not done a flight yet <laughs> oh, you guys so gonna we're gonna be at the airport <laughs> like, and and i look at the i look at the horror stories and i look at the delays and i look at the baggage claims and i look yeah. at the security yeah. check like lineups and then i think of that with three kids under yeah. six and i'm just like holy shit what are we doing <laughs> so the trip the trip in august we're actually bringing my mother-in-law with us um, as like as, as like, like an, an extra set of yeah. 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 as like backup and we're like we need backup so. yeah. that's crazy um, no, this is uh, this is good. Is um, trying to think if there's anything else we need to touch on. I, I'd like to make a prediction for this year. Uh, my prediction would be we're going to see another decline in average sale prices this month. Yeah, I mm. think we're going to see an increase in average sale prices in February. Mm. I think we're going to start to see volume come back March, April, May, June, and I think we're going to see increases in sale price. I think the sale prices maybe not will grow, may not grow too too much throughout that spring but i think volume will pick up mm. and i think we're going to start seeing a strong competitive um and uh, possibly uh increase in average sale prices by the second half One summer thing we, summer, we never touched months. on was what do you think um this new foreign buyers ban will do to the market i don't if anything think much because yeah. i heard that they there's like a list it's more political they did it to make it look like they're doing something and i heard there's a list of exceptions well there is and like you can there still is, you can but, just say i'm buying it for uh leisure or for um like you still either way you spin it you still have to be somehow either married to or be a permanent resident right. slash yeah. citizen of canada correct um otherwise it's like a no-go. I think the only major exception that I saw when I looked into it a little bit more was around international students. Mm-hmm. I think there's there's a there's mm-hmm. a bit of an exception. Yeah, there's a couple exceptions students. there, but the the trick with that though is you you've had to have filed taxes in Canada for for multiple years, kind ah. of preceding the purchase. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt, there, you might know this. Like, what's stopping somebody from financing a property? for a foreign investor and transferring it to their name after is there like some yeah it's called mortgage fraud well 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 <laughs> yes and no if if somebody purchases the property actually 
under their name for yeah. themselves. Right. But with some... Oh, you mean like do a title transfer after the and fact? And do a title. Like what's stopping mm. from foreign investors to go to somebody at an institution and say, can you purchase this property the, for me at this interest rate? I'll pay you this interest rate to own and hold this property and then transfer title after. I'm not saying... I, I'm just wondering do it. what's no, stopping. No, no, it's true. The, yeah. the, the issue would be that. though is when they went to transfer title... Now we would have to requalify the individual who we're transferring the title to to own the home, yeah. and then it would trigger all the same questions again: Are you a Canadian citizen? Ah. Are you a permanent resident? So when there's a title transfer, we've still got to reassess the quality of that yeah, borrower, right, right. even though even though yeah, the money's sorry, already. Sorry, out the door. I meant I meant um, when the ban is lifted. Oh, I see. I see. So like somebody, in a couple years. So if a foreign investor says, oh, I want, I see. well, things are cheap. As a foreign investor, right. I want to invest in Canada because I can see potential for growth. I, see. I go to somebody and say, can you purchase this property for me? Right. I will pay the interest. Mm -hmm. I'll pay X amount of interest for two or three years for to hold that property. And then when the ban is lifted, you transfer title mm -hmm. to me. Is there any like loopholes like that that would be stopping them or... I guess I would say the major players out there yeah. will find ways to still I think invest so too. in Canada one yeah. way or another. Yeah, I think they will. It's a great question. I honestly I don't know. Yeah, yeah. That's there's no real solid interesting scenario. I think about maybe that, we just like, gave some foreign investors a like a really yeah. good idea. Yeah. Well, I just I wonder <laughs> like idea. it just seems like there's so many ways still if, if somebody wants to invest and they have a lot of money. I'm sure yeah. there's there's ways they can find to get through the the red tape, but. I think um, uh, just before we wrap up, I think uh, what you said at the start, I don't think there's going to be a huge change or shift that you'll see basis the ban just because even when I was looking into it, uh, foreign buyers aside, a lot of the investors that are currently kind of uh, congesting the market are domestic. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot of people who live in, within the province, within the country that are interested in buying up that land while the value of homes are low. And I mean, again, obviously, even if you're a domestic buyer, why would you not? I mean, with the current circumstance, again, like I said, if you can carry the baggage of a high interest rate right now, there's really not any real downside because like we said, land transfer tax is lower. Your down payment is lower. So overall, you're paying less right now to basically get a larger payoff in two to three years. So mm -hmm. I think even foreign uh, investors aside, I think domestic was also kind of a reason why people were saying, well, this isn't going to do anything because the by the time kind of you have put this in place, there's already been kind of so much uh, congestion from both foreign buyers and domestic that it's kind of too late in the, you know, the it's already kind of been had. I would assume a lot of this has to do with the big uh, metropolitan area. I was just going to say, yeah. A lot of this has to do with like, like, the, Toronto, like buying a Vancouver, condo buildings and all, right. that, all that junk. That's so foreign right. buyers are much more prevalent in So it may areas. not affect us because yeah. a lot of the investors of Windsor only know about Windsor through hearsay for living domestically. Right. Um, where foreign investors are going to major cities and buying up like condo buildings. And yes. Things, and yeah. that's what's really driving those prices in those major cities. And the big names yeah. attracting them, right? Right? The Toronto, yeah. the Vancouver, like yeah. you said, Windsor's, it, they're, they're not looking them, here yeah. specifically, right? Not, not, not to the degree that they do. Right. In those I think areas. our major investors are going to be Canadian citizens. Yeah. So I do think Windsor, again, I just feel like Windsor on all fronts is set up in a way that I see a lot of crazy growth here in the next 10 years. I think mm -hmm. we just need to get through maybe these next six to 12 months. Right. And I think we're right back at it. We're literally in an eye of a storm here. In my opinion, yeah. I don't think things are going to change much. We're also so cheap now. Again, once the doors open and the floodgates open, what's I, the average sale price at ish right four, now? Four, seven, right. Eight, and five, but I think that's also 
I also think that's skewed because mm. that's only low because the only houses selling right now are the low-priced houses. Right. Nobody's moving the high-priced houses because the sellers that are buying the high-priced houses also have to get their equity out of their home. So everybody's mm -hmm. kind of landlocked up there. Yeah. So everybody's buying the low houses because they have extra pocket change to invest, first-time buyers. Um, there's not as much baggage as other houses oh, are yeah. needing to be sold. Good Once point. houses start moving again into the spring and consumer confidence that. come out, those high price houses will sell again, which is going to bring the average sale price. So right, I think yeah. this price we're seeing right now is not the true average sale Good price point. of Windsor, right. in my opinion. I think you'd really yeah. have to look in uh, like neighborhoods and compare neighborhood average sale prices in the city rather mm. than like a blanket. Don't make me run more. No, but, that, no, but I, I know I, I could just saw the light bulb in your yeah. head go off, but it's true though. Like look at, cause you can do that when you go on the MLS, you can pull those neighborhoods and you can say what's the average sale price in this map, Yeah, you know, box that I've drawn out on the map. And that yeah. would give you a much more real, like looking central Windsor, what's the average sale price in there compared to what it was, you know, yeah. six months ago. It would give you a better. Joe's dying to do it right now. Yeah, he really is. Like, He's going. going that's that's going to be like. Let's just end this podcast. Joe, and get to my, get Joe are leave. you sweating right now? Yeah. Oh, oh, I gotta go. Oh my god! god. Is it hot in here? It's getting in. Because then at least you eliminate like those those, those, those those more higher priced neighborhoods and areas that aren't. That yeah. aren't uh, there's yeah, there's not a lot in the high priced houses even for sale. I, I it's really. a very seven hundred kind of below tight. is where the market's at yeah. right now. Seven hundred above is just crickets. Yeah. But those buyers still exist. Everybody's just waiting because those buyers need to sell their houses right. and everything's kind of landlocked. Right. Um, so I do think the average sale price is probably going to come up and average out a little bit. Um, once later in the year comes right now we're just quiet time of year on top of uncertainty but in the coming months i think we're going to see a clearer picture and I, yeah. I would think you would agree with that totally agree yeah absolutely it's the exact same thing i'm thinking thank you thank you matt thank you we gotta do this thank again you. absolutely um, i would actually maybe even like to try and set something up um for after the more recent announcements come yeah uh, maybe to do a follow-up uh, podcast now yeah. that once we have a clear picture mm -hmm. come early spring and the babies are a little older and yeah you know, trade war stories <laughs> that's it that's it I all right the idea thanks boys thanks joe yep